Hello and welcome to Mikey Pod. This is episode 237 for August 7th, 2017. Do you hear roosters in the background? Well, now they're going to be quiet. You probably will. I'm at a rescue ranch for its uh, uh, animal place. This is my location for the next few days. Actually, just till the day after tomorrow. I'm here. Uh, well, uh, one more day, I guess. Uh, yeah, so I'm your host. Oh, wait. I'm doing everything out of order. Today's guest is Priya Sahani. She is a organizer with Direct Action Everywhere, and I am your host, Michael Heron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and activist based in New York City. And as such, I have some pretty diverse tastes in things. So on this podcast, you could hear guests ranging from activists to musicians to pastors to authors, whatever else strikes my fancy. I've been sending this podcast to your ears for a little over 11 years. If you'd like to know more about me, wait. It's a little over 12 years now. If you'd like to know more about me, stop by my website at michaelherron.com. Hit me up on social media everywhere as at Michael Heron. Leave a voicemail at 347-460-1753 or email mikeypod at gmail.com. Hello. I am in Vacaville. Uh, what is it called? California. Wow. I've been traveling a lot. And uh, the podcasts are not coming as often as I wanted them to. <sighs> Yeah, uh, I'm learning a lot on this trip. I've been gone for over a month now, and uh, oh my god, so many places, so many faces. I'm super tired. I've been working super hard at this place. Uh, so let me tell you about Rescue Ranch. It is a, it's part of, uh, you may have heard of a sanctuary called Animal Place. The place where I am right now is uh, in Vacaville, California, as I mentioned already. I hope I'm pronouncing that name right. And... They rescue chickens. They go to uh, factory farms. Uh, laying hens is who they rescue. And they rescue 2,000 chickens at a time. So if you don't already know, when you, uh, well, when you eat eggs, <laughs> you're supporting this horrific practice, which is that uh, chickens, after about two years, they don't lay as many eggs. So our, a common practice, especially in factory farms, but it's all horrific just count on it being terrible if you're uh, exploiting an animal. Uh, after two years, they just kill the chickens. They take their whole flock of 70,000 chickens and gas them and then throw them in a landfill. So they have two years of living these horrific lives, and then they just get gassed and thrown into a landfill. Well, this place takes as many as they can, and that's around 2,000. Uh, when, when this particular farm is about to kill all their chickens, these guys swoop in and take 2,000 of them and nurse them back to health and, uh, uh, what's the word, adopt them out. So it's a pretty amazing place. Uh, working here is very hard. Uh, my workday isn't that long. It's from 8 to 2 p.m., 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., and... Um, it's a lot of work. It's hot. There's a lot of chicken poop, if you can imagine. Um, but it's great, and it's super you know, satisfying to help these animals who are routinely like fucked over unimaginably, like unimaginably by us. So we're terrible. Animals are great, and I'm glad I get to do a little bit of work this summer to help them out. And how about these people whose lives are just about taking care of these animals like it freaks me out every time i go to a sanctuary and look around and it's like this place they're doing all of this work and they're to give a, a lifetime home to animals who would have been in a 
Duh. What do they call it? What did I, I just said the word. Would have been in a landfill. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so tired. <laughs> so that's that. That's where I am. Uh, so I should talk a little bit about DXE because uh, our guest today is uh, Priya, who I met. Like, listen, I'm going to just put this like quickly. <laughs> I was thinking about posting about this on Facebook. A lot of people got kind of mad at me that I'm working, or that I worked with DXE. I've been working with DXE. <laughs> I do uh, act, actions with them in New York City. Then I did action with them in Houston. And listen, <laughs> so I've talked about this on the podcast before, and it just it's exhausting. So I was wanted to tour with this show, right? Um, and to do this volunteer stuff and do activism for the summer. Uh, P.S. Like I'm broke. Like I have. Like I'm not like. Oh, I have to dip into my savings. Broke. I have. <laughs> no, no much. Seventy five dollars. Um, yeah. So and that's gonna last me. I don't even want to get started. So this isn't a big money making thing for me. And I know I like did some crowdfunding and stuff. This is expensive. Like I'm not making money from these shows and. I'm traveling and I'm going to these places and I'm not getting paid. I'm volunteering at these places. Like the whole point of this was to do activism and outreach and service for the summer. So DXE, they (laughs) so kindly offered their space for me to perform for free. Of the four cities I'm going, it's the only place I'm not having to rent a location. And they housed me for free in their house. Like I was with Wayne and Priya and Matt and around 10 other activists in this house. They just kindly said, yes, please come. They're supporting the part of their points is to support activists and, and artists. And the fact that I was combining activism and art, they were totally into, and they gave me a space to stay. I stayed in their house performed for free in their animal rights center in Berkeley, which is a great space. And then they fed me like, <laughs> so, and then people like, there are people who unfriended me on Facebook and like people I didn't even know, like sending me messages like, Oh, I will never go see this because it's DXE and DXC is terrible. Well, uh, like a majority of the people who were talking about how terrible DXE is are regurgitating this post. It's a blog post from two years ago that's full of completely anonymous accounts of of um like people being victimized um <laughs> so like i just have talked about this stuff a lot and you know the thing that is really upsetting to me is like <laughs> i'm doing this thing this summer where i'm trying to like advocate for animals and for veganism and to show up at places like this and just work just to, to work and to like talk to people about what the experience is like and make stories about it and make music about it. And for people to be like, you know what, you're like to look at me and just like completely write me off, block me on Facebook and all this kind of shit. It's like throwing out this entire project. It's like saying this whole thing that I'm doing is a waste of time. And you might think it's a waste of time. And you might think it's stupid. And honestly, today, I think it's stupid because I'm freaking out really bad about money. But it's not stupid. And, like, it's just, I just, I, this is a thing about activists or, like, whatever vegans that it's really upsetting to me. It's just like, oh, you are staying in a place. Someone offered me a free place to stay, a free place to perform. 
and food on this trip where I'm totally broke. And I said yes, and now people are telling me that I'm, like, problematic. Well, sorry. Like, that was it. Like, I don't know what to do about that. And the fact that there are people that know me who did this, who I've met in person, had lengthy conversations with, who, like, totally wrote me off. And then the people in DXC had never met me before, barely knew anything about me. are like, sure, come stay with us. Like, what does that tell you about the different types of people we're talking about? So, whoa, I let that out. Uh, the other thing, when I was in that DXC house, I will tell you that they were working 24-7. Like, well, not 24-7, they did sleep. But the conversation in that house was about actions, was about uh, strategy, uh, was about nonviolence, it was about approaching things with love. I had an amazing experience in this house, and I support DXE. I like every organization is going to have strange things happen. Um, look, read into it. Don't just take the word of people ranting on Facebook. And guess what? If someone is ranting and ad nauseum about somebody on Facebook, <laughs> they're the one to watch out for. Yay! So anyway, that was a long rant. I'm having a great time. <laughs> I actually am. Uh, I gotta switch over my notes here. I'm letting this just be kind of crazy. I'm in a new space. I'm traveling. I'm super tired from being in the sun all day and a little loopy. So I hope you'll forgive the sort of randomness of this intro. Uh, if you like this always free podcast or the many other things I create, tell a friend. Leave a review, like, subscribe, all the things. And especially, I'd love your support at patreon.com slash michaelherron, where you can get access to all kinds of cool stuff in exchange for as little as a dollar a month. I'd love to connect with you there, and I'd love your help in covering the expenses for this free podcast and the other content I create everywhere. Also, I should add, if you're in Portland or nearby, please come to my show at Tabor Space. It's on... uh, August 14th. I would love to have some people there. It's the last show of the tour, and child, selling some tickets would be good. Um, Also, if you don't like to help with just a one-time donation instead of doing Patreon, uh, if you go to bit.ly slash fundmhm, it'll take you to a page where you can do a one-time tax-deductible donation. It would be really awesome if you did that, because literally, it's it's looking kind of scary. I'm going to be honest. Let me be honest about that. Anyway, so I have a new track to play for you. My friends, uh, Landon Knobloch and Pavel Rivera, uh, released this track just today as I'm recording. Uh, when you hear this, it'll be a couple days ago. Oh, so much noise. I can't with the noise. Uh, so the song, oh my God, I'm sorry this is so random today. I'm on tour. I'm tired. I ate a burrito. Can we just move on? That'd be great. Uh, Ghost of You is the name of the track. And I believe, if I understand correctly, eh, let's, oh, it's music by Pavel Rivera and Landon Knobloch. You've heard Pavel on the show before. Uh, Landon did a remix of, my, uh, of a track of mine. You can find that for free on my Bandcamp page. Um, just go sign up for all the stuff. If you can't support this podcast or the videos or whatever else I do, that's great. It's totally okay. I'm really happy to put this stuff out for free. Um, But if you can, that'd be amazing too. All right, so um, we're going to listen to this track, Ghost of You. And after that, we'll have my interview with Priya.
So I'm here with Priya Sahani of DXE. Hello, welcome. Hi, Michael. <laughs> Yay. Uh, so what is your title with DXE? I'm not even remembering this exactly. Um, my title with DXE, I mean, I like to call myself an organizer. Um, I also do social media. So I guess the title for me would be the social media coordinator. But the really good thing about DXE is we do what inspires us. So I am a little bit of everything. Uh, great. Like It's it's really fun to be able to talk to you from like within the the experience of hanging out with everyone this this week since I've been here. Uh, how long have you been with DXE? 
Um, I have been with DXE basically since the inception. I, uh, uh, you know, um, hung out with Wayne the first time, like a month after DXE was born. So it's been like, you know, um, four years. Uh, I, just dawn on me, for people who don't know, DXE stands for Direct Action Everywhere. You probably have like a soundbite of what exactly it is. Yes, absolutely. Direct Action Everywhere, or as we like to say it, DXC is a network of grassroots animal rights activists with a mission to create a world where, uh, you know, every single animal is safe, happy, and free. And, you know, we actually believe that we can make animal liberation happen in our lifetime. And the way we go about doing that is by rescuing animals, um, a tactic called open rescue, and taking uh, nonviolent direct actions. So, you know, protesting and other forms of civil disobedience. So I've been active with DXE in New York. And then when I was in Houston, I did a, a, well, several actions in one day with the activists. And then I actually haven't done an action with you guys in, in Berkeley. But one of the things I love about what I've experienced is how well organizers communicate with the activists and, and explain about what nonviolence is and all that sort of stuff. Um, ah, like what can, this might be too broad a question, but why is that important? Especially the nonviolence. Where are you guys with that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I want to change that. So if you want to do an action with us, like maybe we should just go tonight and do a solo action because, you know, there's the whole city of Berkeley and we're trying to change it. So let's just do an action if you have time, um, before you leave sometime. Uh, but basically, yeah, every single one of our actions, whether you're in New York, whether you're in, um, you know, Florida, whether you're hopefully even in, in Colombia, Brazil, and other places where we have chapters, you can go and get the same feeling that you would if you're in the Bay Area. So when we're briefing people before we get started, especially when we're doing forms of, you know, civil disobedience or other forms of direct action, such as going inside of Whole Foods and other grocery stores, um, we really emphasize the idea of nonviolence. And, you know, that's um, really important for many reasons, but, you know, for the first one is because, you know, nonviolence is a really important um, characteristic of uh, social justice movements. It is, you know, it's a value um, strategically and because we want to uh, be nonviolent in every aspect of our uh, of our actions, in our tone, in whatever we're saying. Uh, but also because, you know, if we're nonviolent, if we are if we're doing, if we're speaking for animals from our heart and we go inside of places such as Whole Foods and we're doing disruptions and someone is yelling at us or, 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 you know, whatever, being, acting in a, in a way that's, that's violent in tone or aggressive, we want the public to side with animal rights activists. And the way we go about doing that is by saying, hey, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to respond um, aggressively to this person. I'm going to show them love because we're not here to attack individuals. We're here to attack a system that's called speciesism. So even if this person's yelling, bacon, or, you know, screw you, activists, we want to show that person love. And that is why nonviolence is so important, not just because, you know, we don't want to be violent, but we actively want to show love to people who eat animals because that was us once. And, that's how we're going to build a movement which is open and growing every second for uh, animal liberation. I've noticed that that is the approach you guys seem to take with um, with detractors to yeah. DXE in yeah. general, too, because I see a lot of, you know, there are people who have critiques just like they have yeah, about every yeah, everything. Um, but I just noticed, like, some of those people are very unkind, like, and not, they don't. 
I don't know. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to judge. <laughs> but I think people come from a place where it's not. Uh, let me put. I'm trying to think of a diplomatic way yeah. to say it. No matter how you guys are criticized, I it feels and what my observation has been sure. that you respond with love. Yeah. Which is super great. Super yeah. great. And you know what? Those people. And I mean, I'll be the first to admit. You know, I. You know, nonviolence is something like you have to exercise and you have to get better at it. So there's definitely people in the network that I look up to. I mean, that I, I'm just not there yet. I definitely let a few, you know, certain things get to me. And I, even though I don't act, you know, in a way that shows aggression, in my head, I'm still thinking, like, I can't believe this person said that. And sometimes yeah. people are really, really, you know, very, very just, like, over the top and extremely uh, say things that are just hurtful and really make you sad. Um, and this recently happened to me when I was uh, reading some of the comments from a video, from an action that I did going behind the meat counter at Costco. And, um, you know, literally people were saying, so the idea was that I would go behind the meat counter at Costco and basically sat down on the on the chopping block where they were they chop up the, the animals' bodies and said, hey, if you're going to do these to these animals, why don't you do it to me? And a lot of the people, the way they responded was like, okay, like, I, you know, I would have cut that blank up in a second mm-hmm. or like and I was just like wow I can't believe people like actually say those things yeah. and about an individual yeah about yeah. an individual and then you know you really have to take a step back and think wow like you know that that's actually good that you know we're even having this dialogue where people probably question like I can't believe this person just said that they would you know kill this woman because she is speaking up for animals so it creates a necessary dialogue so yeah definitely you know there's there's a lot of there's a I've been in a lot of protests where people say a lot of absurd things that I still have to find a place in my heart and think I still think that you'll change one day and I mean uh, I know you haven't been to a protest with us but one of the one of the things I love to observe Wayne doing is like I have seen Wayne on several different occasions talking to someone who will be yelling oh my god I'm gonna eat more bacon or like you know screw you guys and literally five minutes later after after having a conversation these people are shaking hands so this has happened before this, and from some of the most aggressive people, like, you know, you just like, you know, show good faith and show them that you love them and like talk to them as if like, they're not that different. Just like ask them genuine questions and then, hey, they'll be agreeing with you five minutes later. Yeah. It's uh, one of the actions I did in Houston with, and it's like, I want to say brand new activists yeah. and they just came from the forum. Uh, there was, I don't want to name anybody's name yeah. just because like there, there were people who didn't uphold nonviolence but the conversation someone else did someone else stepped in I was like I have something to say and turned this whole conversation around with the person uh, who was really upset with us for triggering her friends PS PST PTSD Um, and she came out really angry and then one of the activists sort of came back at her angry and then another activist sort of just I have something to say very calmly turned the whole thing around everyone shook hands yeah you know, no, they weren't in agreement, but everything was like peaceful at the end. And it was really cool, especially after that action, to see those activists who had training through the forum, like, oh, my, my nonviolence could have been better in this way. And I really learned from the way you did this. Like, that's been my experience with everything, yeah. where, where people like are learning from each other yeah. openly and saying, oh, I made this, you know, yeah. I could have done this better. Yeah. So it's great. It's great to see that that's what. Yeah, is that part of what you... Yeah. 
so DXC, you know, we are an, we're a network and we're constantly growing and learning from each other and, um, you know, evaluating things that we're doing, questioning whether it's effective and if it's not effective, trying to find ways to make it effective, um, you know, making sure that we're learning from our mistakes. You know, there is room for mistakes in the animal rights movement. It just we have to learn from them. And that's awesome. I'm really happy to hear that um, about people in Houston. That's so great. And, you know, this is part of the reason why we have the DXC forum that happens every um, annually and we do so many trainings and give people a good template for what you know what how how do you organize a really effective action or how do you organize a really good community event how do you do facebook outreach so people have a really good idea of like what you know how to do these things and then they can go to the people who they feel like they can learn from so that's really great to hear um can we i think we can talk about this the yeah. the sign that went up the, yes, okay absolutely. can we yeah. talk a little bit of I, i'm Please. not sure like what of that yeah. i guess any of it yeah. so so you guys just had a success with this I, I i'm still like how in the world yeah uh tell me about it how what that's about so you know basically uh activists uh with our protest working group here in san francisco bay area and berkeley have been started uh protesting a local butcher shop um, and they really talk about how they're you know the, hu- the kill animals humanely they're the best of the best you know uh, they source from X farm and they're they're better than everybody else they're not your whole foods they're not your safe way they're not anything they're a local butcher shop and um, we, we had been protesting there uh, weekly because they have these classes on you know killing um, talking about killing animals and hey you're in Berkeley we're going to disrupt it. So, uh, you know, activists had been protesting. And um, finally, the owners reached out to us and said, hey, we'd like to talk to you about this because clearly the protesting was creating uh, controversy and, you know, conflict for them. And at, at some point, actually, like even the neighbors started like counter protesting. So it was like a community thing, like, right. you know, on Nextdoor, one of those, uh, you know, neighborhood communication apps, like this was like the big thing every time right. there was a protest on Sunday. So, sorry, the, the neighbors were protesting your protest okay yeah and i mean so basically the point is like this was like a big thing in the community and so the owners felt like they had to take some action and they reached out to uh our organizers and two of our organizers um went and spoke to them and one of them the the two notable people who really made this move forward are tanya and paul and just recently they said hey we talked to the owners and we said like you know we're willing to compromise we're willing to not protest here um every week and maybe just do two protests a year if you're willing to put up a you know honest uh label a trend you know sign which says that there's no humane way to kill animals and that the products that you're selling inside are products of violence. And sure enough, you know, they said, we don't want you protesting, so give us that sign and we'll post it. So now at the Berkeley local butcher shop, this is the first place in Berkeley, uh, which it has, you know, basically has a sign against their own products, essentially, you know, they're a butcher shop and they have a sign saying that butchering animals is not humane. So this is awesome. And this is part of our our new, you know, campaign that we're going to be launching soon, which we haven't settled uh, on a name for a name on. But basically the idea is to to really just like dismantle this idea of humane meat and bring Mm -hmm. it down like let's stop humane meat let's start with that and then let's just like bring down the animal agriculture system um and the way you do that is by letting society know that there's no such thing as humane meat and this is a first very awesome step even before our campaign got launched we already have a label saying or you know already have a sign posted yeah at the local butcher shop in berkeley saying 
we are essentially against our own products here. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, that's really like when you even like I knew the story and I was like, oh my god, still yeah. like it's amazing. It's awesome. Uh, I, I hear this question a lot, and I know like within myself what my aunt. I don't even know what how to verbalize my answer to it, but when people. A lot of people will be like, well, why are you targeting this place that is trying to do it the right way? Why not go, you know, right to a slaughterhouse, which DXE also does. Um, yeah. But what, what, what's your response to that type of question? Yeah, and that's a really good question. And, you know, whenever people ask that, I really think about the ecosystem that we live in. And right now, the ecosystem that we're living in, you know, when you tell people, I mean, ask your aunt or your uncle or anyone in your family who's not vegan, you know, the standard answer that you're going to get these days is like, hey, I actually don't purchase like the, the meat from factory farms. You know, I go to Whole Foods and I pray and I pay extra because I believe like, you know, I really want to treat animals humane, humanely. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and pay, go ahead and pay a higher price and get humane meat. And so you know, when people ask like, why are you, you know, why are you going to this local butcher shop or even Whole Foods when they actually commit to, to helping animals? What we have to say is think about animal agriculture as a big, you know, as a big system. And the thing that is holding that system together in the center, um, and the pin that's holding it together basically is humane meat. Once you, you know, take off, take that pin out, the whole system of animal agriculture will crumble because people will realize that there is essentially no humane way to kill animals. So the way we see it is actually places like Whole Foods or even this local butcher shop are more important to target because they are promoting a very dangerous idea. And what they're doing is they're essentially co-opting the animal rights movement messaging. They're saying, we care about animals by killing them. We raise animals responsibly by, you know, uh, subjecting them to a life of misery and suffering. And, um, and, we, and, and we do all those things and we sell their bodies. But, you know, you can tell yourself at night that you did a good thing because it's all done humanely. And, um, and yeah, the idea behind it is let's crumble this idea of humane meat and then bring down the whole system of animal agriculture. And, and definitely... Um, you know, our investigations, DXU, I have been inside of a Whole Foods farm and I have seen with my own eyes that this, that, you know, the, the way they talk about humane meat and the way they talk about how they help animals. Once you're literally inside of a farm and you're trying not to step on birds and you hear their cries, you know, in that second that I don't care about any label. This is just mm -hmm. wrong. And this is, and they're selling a lie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was about to uh, paraphrase, but I don't think I need to. You covered it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's really all I wanted to ask you. Is there anything that I left out? Anything we should be sure to, to say about what DXC does? And I can obviously clean this sure. part up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, the most important work that we do is open rescue. And I think that's what inspires people. And... Um, and I know, actually, I was listening, you know, your show yesterday was so amazing. And the part that I'm sure everyone feels so, is so compelling is the part where you rescued the chicken from Kaporos and how moving that was, you know, how, what a, what a moving um, moment that was. And, and it's like, we, we ask ourselves, like, why is that? And it's because stories of rescue is what inspires people and um what we at dxc are doing is uh, you know we're, we're trying to do these rescues everywhere 
and spread the idea of open rescue, which is a really simple idea. It's um, it's a it's a it's a it's an idea that was coined by Patty Mark of Animal Liberation Victoria in the late nine in the in the late 70s. And the idea is that you know we're gonna walk inside of these farms, um, in whether you know whether it's at broad daylight or at at, at night whatever, but our idea is that we're going to document conditions, we're going to expose what's happening behind closed doors, and we're going to rescue animals, take them to the vet, and provide them the with the lives that they deserve at sanctuaries. And, um, I mean, we live in a world where literally activists are being um, criminalized for taking injured animals to the vet. And right now we have a few people in DXC, including Wayne, who was recently charged with... Um, rescuing a chicken at uh, DXC forums, um, one of the, our demonstrations at a slaughterhouse in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And, you know, activists are being criminalized. So this is extremely important time for our movement because we're at, we're at a period where we are, we're literally seeing activists being called terrorists for rescuing animals and taking them to the vet while companies are getting away with killing and torturing animals. And that's when we have to ask ourselves, like, what do we do from here? Do we let the fear, you know, bring us down? And the answer is no. We go ahead and welcome these prosecutions and, um, and, uh, and you know, uh, these, these penalties for, for rescuing animals and have that fight and say, is it wrong to take an injured animal to the vet and give them the life that they truly deserve? And once we have that, you know, uh, fight in, I guess an argument in the public, the people are going to be with us because if you ask most people on the street, and I actually did this when when our um, when one of our open rescue investigators, Diane, was charged with criminal mischief for rescue uh, for rescue taking Ella to essentially taking a chicken to the vet, we went onto the streets and asked like twenty people, mm -hmm. "Do you think this woman should be charged?" And of course, eighteen out of twenty people said, "No way." And two of them were just crying, like, are you kidding me? Like, look at this chicken. Who would, who would, you know, do this to her? And how come there, people are, people are just can't understand it. So, uh, you know, sorry, I'm talking a lot, but the, no, it's great. the point is like, we are at a really important time in our, in our movement where like everybody can contribute to um, open rescue. Everybody can play a role in the animal rights movement by supporting activists, by doing animal care, by learning photography, videography, social media, whatever your skills are, and let's get involved, save more animals, and get to the point where we can pass a bill of rights for animals in our lifetime. And I have no doubt that it's going to happen. And I'm really looking forward to you know meeting more activists at whether it's the DXC forum or while I'm on tour, and just inspiring people to get involved in our movement, which is happening more and more every single day. Oh my God, that's a perfect place to stop, I think. That was like super <laughs> in, uh, empowering, which is what I feel from DXE. You know, like there's, you know, often I hear the things that you all say, um, you know, about, oh, I can see an complete animal liberation in how many years? How many? What well, is we're those? To, we're, we say less than 40 years because we said 40 years like three years ago, but yeah, so, you know, oh, our right. hope is less than 40 years. And now we have people saying that's too long, so. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and my, and like, I tend to be a pessimist sometimes about these things because, of you know, course. you see this stuff. I mean, look at what's happening. But when you, I believe it. When I hear you guys say it, I'm like, all right, yeah. 40 years, I'll still be alive. 
hopefully by you then. will yeah and hopefully it'll be sooner and you know we need more talent such as my i mean i'm so touched by your show oh, we thank you we you know we need more stuff like that like we don't just need people just like you know organizing protests and x y and z all the basic stuff when you think of when you think activists we need more music we need more shows like that which really bring people in draw people in inspire them and connect them to stories of rescue and animals so I, you know, I'm inspired to see that you're doing the work that you're doing and hopefully we can um, do more of that. So thank you for, for sharing those stories with the world in such a beautiful musical oh, way. Thank you. And thanks for your hospitality and everything else. I've had a great time in Berkeley. Oh, we're so happy to have you. And so concludes my interview with Priya. That was a great talk. I had a great time in Berkeley. So happy I met all those people. And uh, so happy you're listening to this. You can subscribe in, uh, what are they calling it now? Apple Podcasts, uh, all the places. If you go to MikeyPod.com, you can find uh, all the links, all the clicks to subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already, stop by Patreon.com slash Michael Heron. You can subscribe uh, monthly to help me continue my work to create change-making art. It's made that little little thing up. Uh, you can also make one-time donation. There are all kinds of different stuff on the link on the website for this post. I will see you all next time.